Hi, Achoiso. Hello and welcome to the New York Welsh podcast, the podcast that celebrates Welsh success stories in New York and hopefully inspires some new ones. My name is Gideon. And I am Richard. Um, our guest today is, I think, a shining example of what the New York Welsh podcast is trying to showcase. Yes, Ibi Tarafta is a graphic designer born in Cardiff. Uh, he grew up in Gabelfa. Uh, his father emigrated from Bangladesh in the 80s. And he studied graphic communications at the University of South Wales before embarking on a career in graphic design. Since graduating in 2014, he has had success after success. Uh, he has created brand identities for athletes represented by Mayweather Promotions, Floyd Mayweather's company, and also Rock Nation. Yeah, Jay-Z's management company. Uh, we recorded this interview from Gideon's apartment in Brooklyn uh, on one of Ibby's many visits to New York. This guy's in his late 20s, he's running his own studio, and he's going from you know, sitting in a coffee shop in Cardiff to the next day in the boardroom with some of the most influential people in entertainment in all of America. And what I like most about hearing his story was uh, just how, how his tenacity and enthusiasm for his work got his foot in the door. Uh, we had some good stories, some good laughs. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy them. Ibi Tarafta. All right, there we go. Let's just go into it. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's just actually start. I'm, I'm excited. Man. All right. Well, Ibi, thank you. Nice to see you in New York. Um, how did you find out about us? Because it was you that actually contacted us, I think. Yeah, so it was pretty pretty random, the, the way things happened. Um, I was in my local coffee coffee shop. It's called Corner Coffee. Um, they make the best coffee in Cardiff. And I'm really friendly with the owner, Chris. He's, he's like a good friend of mine. So we having a conversation about Avengers because the sec the last Avengers was about to about to drop. So we're discussing like Marvel and superheroes, and um, there was a uh, there was a customer in the in the cafe and she was just sitting down and she decided to just jump into the conversation like, hey, my favorite superhero is so and so. I think they're doing it wrong. They're doing this da da da. And we end up having this big discussion about Marvel and superheroes. Yeah, no spoilers, though. We won't just yeah, yeah, no, no spoilers. But come on, man, everybody's every, everybody must <laughs> have watched that. June, you must have seen it. By yeah, now. yeah. If you haven't, you're you, okay. Nah, go for it. Spoilers. I'm, I'm going to tell everyone what happens in Game of Thrones as well now. Nah, I don't. I don't watch Game of Thrones, man. I'm one of them one percenters that that don't watch it, you know. But yeah, I started talking to this lady, and um, she was like, "Oh, what do you do?" I'm like, "I'm a graphic designer," and I started to quickly just tell her about you know a couple of my successes and she's like oh have you heard of new york welsh and um i was like those three words straight away i just thought about them three words new york welsh i was like that's me you know what i mean that 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 is me because your successes that you've been having overseas have been predominantly yeah new and york yeah also it, it goes back to my childhood like i was always fascinated with new york like mm. all like new york was the place because i love hip-hop so much and that's like the birth of hip-hop is, is in new york so i've got this connection with new york like when i think of america I, I do think about new york that's the first place and um so yeah she was like new york well she should check them out so straight away i went onto your website i checked you guys out and i was like I need to be on this. Like I seen the list of people and I'm like, my face needs to be there. So I had reached out to you guys about the podcast and I was pretty sure that I was going to end up on, on the show. Like I was like, we're glad you did. Yeah. It's very nice to see you. Um, so what have you got going on in New York this week? What's brought you to New York? So I was just getting to the end of my client list and I was like, you know what? It's been a long time since I got to the end of my client list because clients are always coming in. 
and I was like you know what it's a good time for me to just focus on my own branding focus on like the next step of my career my business my company and um, also let me just go to New York and just touch base with a few of my clients you know um, it'll be a pretty easy trip so that was the the main reason why I booked the trip kind of like a re- refresh myself touch base that that sort of vibe nice and I know that you, we were talking about it before you started. Um, you were at the weigh-in for the Anthony Joshua fight that's happening yeah. at Madison Square Garden tonight. Um, it, you know, you've obviously spent a lot of time immersed in boxing now as a result of the last um, couple of years. Can you, how did it? Can you tell us a story of like how did it start? Like, what was the first um, break that got you into that? So boxing is like a sport that I've always loved you know I've never been into like football and other sports I've always loved boxing and I've always loved hip-hop that's been my two interests since growing up and uh, my favorite boxer when I was younger was Roy this guy called Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. of course yeah, he was pretty big, big and Calzaghe fight in a yeah yeah MSG that, as well actually that, right? that was big man so it was Roy Jones and then after that it was Floyd Mayweather so I was always into boxing and um in 2016, there was a, a boxer that I really like. His name's Goyoma Rigondeaux, and he's two-time Olympic gold medalist. He's from Cuba. He's very skilled. And um, it was a surprise because he was having a fight in Cardiff because nobody wanted to fight him. So he had to pick some random fight with some, some dude, and they were fighting in Cardiff. And in my head, I was like, yo, this this guy, he's he's coming to Cardiff. And Where was the fight? Was it the... It was in some ice arena, bro. <laughs> I know, man. It was embarrassing because this guy's like, you know what I mean? Like, he's a world champion. He's two-time Olympic gold medalist. Like, this is embarrassing. But, you know, it worked in my favor, so I can't really complain. So um, he was he was signed to Rock Nation because at the time, Rock Nation Sports, it was, they just created Rock Nation Sports and they were signing all these athletes. And um, he was signed to um, Rock Nation Sports. And in my head, I thought, you know what? Like, this guy signed to rock if i meet him maybe there's a chance i can meet jay-z or something like that <laughs> so um and for the uninitiated what's rock nation and what's the jay-z connection there because i didn't know about it until, until so rock nation is like a full entertainment management company so they they help promote athletes and musicians and just talent as a whole um and it's founded by jay-z yeah so this regal guy he was fighting in wales and cardiff and um i reached out to well i met one of his team members like at one of these events like a wing mm-hmm. and then i just started speaking to them and they were like oh are you from cardiff because there wasn't many regal fans at the time so they were like oh we're in town for a few days you can come hang out with us so i went to meet them like the next few days went for food and that with the team and um they asked me oh what do you do I'm like, oh, I'm a graphic designer. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, have you got like a business card? I was like, nah. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I learned so many things like along the way, like throughout these years. So they were like, have you got a business card? I was like, nah. They were like, have you got a website? I was like, nah. Because mm. at that time, it was like I had just graduated and um, I had nothing. You know what so I mean? This like, was 2014, 2015? This was, this was 2016. Yeah, this was 2016. Yeah. So I had graduated in 2014 and um, I was I was pretty much, I didn't want to work for a company. I've never worked for a company. I never wanted to work for a company. I always wanted to, to be free, have full creative freedom. And um, so, yeah, I had nothing, man. No website, no business cards. 
I didn't even have that much of a of a portfolio, you know, because I had just done like local projects for friends and family, you know, mm-hmm. like little. Many designers would do, yeah, starting yeah, out, yeah. yeah. That's it, man. It's just friends and family. So um, one of one of Rigo's team members was like, "Why don't you do a logo for Rigo?" And that's the mad thing because I never. I didn't even think about it like that, like doing a logo for this boxer. So who, who said it? One of your friends? One, one of his team members. Oh, one of, one of team members. Yeah, one of Rigo's oh. team members was like, oh, why don't you do a logo for Rigo? And if you like it, we, we will use it. And then in my head, I was like, lights went off. I was like, you know what? Like, let me get a logo done oh. for him. And obviously I was motivated because this was like some guy from the States telling me to design a logo for a boxer that I, that I looked up to. So it, was, so it wasn't a commission. It was like, no, it, it was a tryout. If we like yeah. it, it's like if they didn't like it, it was nothing. It was yeah, thanks for trying. It, yeah, if we like it, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, but at the time, I was just going with the flow. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really think too much about it. I was like, you know what? Let me just. I didn't even think about money. Do you mm. know what I mean? I think yeah. that's that's the the difference between me and a lot of other designers is that I'm more about the work. Like the work will, the good work always communicates through. Versus like the money, you know what I mean? And then like, the money will come. Right? The money will it's come. Like, the money's coming now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, I had done the logo and um, they had the fight and everything. And then later on that year, I'd finished the logo, sent it to them. Um, and then they liked it and then they used it. They used it like the following year. That was 2016, 17. 2017, they had used the logo. Um, Rigo was on like a, he was a co-main event on like um a big event called Andre Ward, Andre Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev. This was in June 2017. So he had wore the logo in in Vegas at the uh, Mandalay Bay, Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay yeah, that, that's that's where the fight was. So it was cool, man. So that got me kind of in with boxing. That was my entry in. So you went from there, and then next thing you know, you're in the room with you know. Floyd yeah. Mayweather and his group like how, how did that how did that happen and how did it happen so quickly that then suddenly you're in the inner circle of you know boxing so royalty? so yeah Floyd Mayweather had just announced his retirement and he was doing like a, a world tour like a retirement tour and he had never vi- he had never had a fight in the UK so I had never had a chance to ever meet him and um, when he announced this world tour one of the dates was was Cardiff and um, I was like he's coming to me, you know, directly to me, man. That's how I looked at it. And um, I was disappointed in the promotion of the event because no, no one knew about it. Like there was no posters, no flyers. Like you only knew if you were a fan, otherwise you wouldn't know about it. So one of my friends said to me, yo, why don't you contact the promoter who's promoting this event in Cardiff and tell him that he's doing a bad job. And then I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, okay. And then he was like, yo, you should do it. You love this guy, man. You should just like, you know, contact the promoter. So I was like, okay, cool. I contact the promoter, some dude in Cardiff. Um, and he's like, oh, he's having some trouble, like negotiating with their team, blah, 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 blah. Um, he was like, can you help me promote it? If you help me promote it, you can meet Floyd. I was like, yeah, for sure, man. Obviously, I was like gassed up. I was like, if I pr- help him promote, I can, I can meet Floyd. And um, that's a pretty good deal. So, you know, I had met him and it was like only a week left till the event starts. There wasn't much we can do. So he gave me like a bunch of posters to go around Cardiff and put them up in places that I think they should be. So I was going around like, you know, going around Cardiff, putting up these posters, like proper proud in it. Like, yeah, Floyd is coming. I'm putting up this poster. 
And um, the day before the event, I had got email saying it got cancelled. The, the event got cancelled. So I was on this real high and then I ended up on a low in it because I was about to meet Floyd. But now it's like I'm not meeting Floyd. So I was like, man, what do I do? So this is when um, Instagram was like a new thing. You know what I mean? Like Instagram had just like n- not many people were on Instagram. So I had hit up one of Floyd's team members, like his business partner. And I just explained the situation to him. I'm from Cardiff, blah, blah, blah. Um, Floyd just went to come here, but the event got cancelled. If I go to London, because the next event was in London. If I go to London, can I meet you guys? I didn't want to buy a ticket because the ticket were like a thousand pounds. So I was like, yeah, I can't afford that. Do you know what I mean? And his friend had said, um, I appreciate you come to London, but no promises. This is what all these Americans say. They, they never, especially in these positions, they yeah. never make no promises in it. Um, so he was like, come to London, but no promises. And then boom, me and my girlfriend, we just went to London. Um, we ended up meeting Floyd's friend. He ended up taking us to the club in the evening. Like he was just like, yo, we're, we're going to a club, come with us. I was wow. like, what the hell, <laughs> bruv? I'm not even used to that language. Like I just met you, you know what I yeah. mean? So we ended up going to some like members only club in like Chelsea and we were with Floyd and his team and oh. it was mad. That was the first initial like um, introduction to his team. And that was in 2016. What, what, so, yeah. what do you think made it that like, they invited you to come along? Like, Yo, did you get the impression that something they always do? Or was it something about you that they were like, now nah, this kid's different? Yeah, it was. I asked his friend that actually. I asked him because I'm curious to know why me. Yeah. And um, I asked him, why me? He goes, Yo, you're loyal. You're loyal. Because he had already gone on my Instagram, checked my feed. He already checked my feed, mm-hmm. like what, what I was about. And there wasn't like dumb selfies of me on there. Do you know what I mean? There was yeah. like, everything was curated. Authentic. Authentic. So he, he seen my Instagram because he liked a few of my pictures. So he definitely scoped it out. And then that scoping verified me. And he said, you're loyal, man. He, they don't speak much. Do you know what I mean? He's like, you're loyal. I'm like, oh, damn, okay. And then I asked him again. He's like, yo, you're the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> so in my head, I'm just like thinking, they don't talk much, but they definitely see. They see everything. They, they see everything, man. I think that's that's one of the surprising things I always think when you get involved in those circles, you think like high end of sport or boxing or entertainment, you think like these people are just like really talented in those specific fields. And it's like, nah, they're like on it like business people yeah. like watching everything they don't drink man they got like all the drinks in the world in like a bucket of ice but they just fill up the cup and they don't even drink they just hold it they just they don't even <laughs> the, the cup is full all night yeah so it's it's like everybody's so sharp like they remember your face they remember who you're with because that's bit that's bit, i mean they're having fun but it's business for them yeah. too like that is like where, where things get done that's always it. working that's crazy yeah, and that was that was our first introduction, 2017, and then no, 2016, and then 2017 they had done the same event again, but this time, you know, I was able to. They brought Tank with them, right, right, because because Tank, that's because the story about going to London yeah. that sounds like a lovely like yeah. night out, but it was then it was it was what led to the work, yeah, wasn't it, with Tank. So tell us about the 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 Tank logo. So um, obviously in. 2016 that was the i built the relationship with floyd's best friend and um in 2017 they had announced the the tour again like part two and um this time they had brought i had no idea they were bringing tank with them so again just for the layperson what's tank's full name javonta tank davis he signed to floyd mayweather he's two-time world champion he's like 
massive man he's like big prospect fighter well he's not really a prospect no more he's two-time world champion so do you know what i mean so he's got a 21 wins i think 20 knockouts so he's a, he's a beast man. man like he's they always say he's like floyd's protege he's next up um so yeah tank was even when i seen tank fight for the first time there's something about like you just know like he's a superstar certain boxers you see them and you're like oh he's he's a skilled talented fighter but some boxers you see and they you you just know they got it all you know what i mean like they got they got the charisma they got the swag they got the ko ratio they got the look they got the social media presence and, and the business savvy yeah like that like you were talking about so i felt like tank he just ticked all them boxes and when i seen him fight i was like i need to make this guy a logo <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I need to make him a logo. Did you know he was looking for a logo? Did nah, he have a logo? They, they don't have. They don't have nothing. Like a lot of these boxers, they're boxing. They don't even know the the power of design, like mm. or, or personal brand. But not even their management team or representation. They nah, are, boxing. Thinking about that. That's stuff? what I mean about boxing. Like it's so messy. It's yeah. it's so messy, man. It's like their team just want to pick up the check. That's it. They don't think about making a global brand. And the only brand in boxing is TMT. That's Floyd's the money team you know that's yeah you, you must have seen the tmt logo. yeah yeah, yeah. That's so what, that's what it sounds for the money team yeah the, he, so he made that into like a brand that's like the only brand from boxing you can think about is that his nickname the money that's his team like the money team like, yeah. he's got Sorry, yeah yeah that's right one there. of it that's yeah, one yeah. of his names yeah money Monica. yeah money oh, may but it's the same with sports like there's very few actually get to like having it like you can think maybe like Ronaldo, CR7, Bale definitely has his. Obviously, Tiger Woods was one of the first. Like, yeah. it, it's only like the, uh, I think for a long time, the kind of the upper echelon yeah. of like sporting Sports. at least. Whereas now, I think it is starting to democratize a little bit. Yeah, democratize, man. Like, everybody's getting their own logo. It's mad because these boxers they be getting their friends in the hood and that to make them some some tacky logo, and they don't know nothing about design. But they're just happy that they got their initials yeah. <laughs> that they can put on their shorts. Something on there. What What was your inspiration for Tank's logo? Like, how did you get? So, to um, I had met like um, Floyd's team second time when they brought Tank, and um, it's mad because I spoke to Floyd's friend and I said to him, "I want to make Tank a logo," and this is like one of the best pieces of advice I've had in my whole career. Like, I, I always think back to this piece of advice man he said to me where we're from we don't talk we just bring the work that's what he said to me he just looked at me he goes where we're from we don't talk we just bring the work in my head i was like whoa they're, they're like pretty direct lines in it mm. but i knew straight away like you know what like they must have i didn't know in america they have all these people talking all the time i just thought you know what like i just ask for their permission and then i'll do the work but he was like, just do the work. Then one week later, I had spent like a whole week just focused on making a logo for Tank. So I had played around with different variations of of the le letters GTD. Oh, that's another thing. Like he was named like, he didn't really have like a brand name. He was Javonta Davis, Javonta Tank Davis. Then he was Tank. Like people call him all sorts of names. Out, out of them three, they would call him one of them. I was like, he needs, he needs a... Uh, like an acronym, mm. something that represents him. And I thought about TMT. Then I was like, GTD, Javonta Tank Davis. It's like people can chant that mm -hmm. I'm team GTD. Like I, I felt like I created GTD. Wow, that's and amazing. then from that, I turned that into a logo because if I didn't have GTD, I would be like, where do I start? 
Like, do I make tank into a logo? Do I make mm-hmm. Javante into a logo? Do I create an icon? Um, so I had the letters GTD, started playing around with different variations of letter forms. And then I realized the, the letters GTD, they look similar to a tank. So then I was like, you know what, maybe I can, I can uh, edit the shapes to create more of a tank feel. And then boom, that's it. I just made GTD into a tank shape. I curved off the edges. Um, all, all of the details in that, in that logo is like considered, you know. And I, I sent it to Tank over Instagram. And um, I had asked for his number. We had a FaceTime. And it's mad because initially he said, can you design me two more logos? So... He didn't. He wasn't really buying it. He didn't really say he likes the logo. Well, like, and then he'd pick between the three or something. Yeah, yeah. So I had sent him the logo, and he was like, he just replied with "Make two more." So in my head, I'm like, I knew the power of that logo. Like, yeah. I knew I could see the vision. But I you was, hadn't shown him any of the other explorations you'd done. Nah, there was. Yeah, I just went in with the one. You know, this is the logo that I've made, and um, he was like, "Make two more." Um, I was like, nah. In my head, I was thinking, nah, I can't make two more, man. This is the one. I know it's the one. I can feel it. I can see it. Um, so I explained to him like why it's the one. I, I compared it to like the Nike logo, the Jordan logo, the Under Armour logo. How it's simple, it's memorable, it's mm. easy to apply to different mediums. It can be big in Times Square. It can be small on a on a letterhead. You know, I explained all this to him, and he was like. I like it. Let's use it. That was his next response. <laughs> nice. That was his next response, wow. it's like man. A lesson in like just knowing how to explain. Yeah, right. I, and I, and I believed in it. You know, I put so much energy into it. So for someone to say like they don't want to use it, it's like they're not seeing the vision. So he was able to see the vision, and and it's good that you were able to back it up as well. Because yeah. yeah. I think if you had just gone, oh, but I I, I really like it. It's, it's probably cool. what you're saying. Enough, it's cool. It? Like you had the real. Oh no, no. But a lot of people would have like I. You know, working in this space, but so, you know, people do back down from that. Go, okay, yeah, we'll show you some options. But like, I think having the conviction to go for something powerful in that, because people want to believe, and if you believe, yeah, then they, then they go, like, okay, I, I believe in that belief. That's contagious. Yeah. And this, and it depends on their position as well. Like, if you're talking to like the CEO and you stand up to them like that, they respect you in it. Mm-hmm. So it was that sort of thing, and it's mad because they had to they had to approve it through Under Armour, and Under Armour loved it as well, and. It's mad because the brand now GTD has become a thing. Like I see people on Instagram and Twitter, they're like, "I'm Team GTD, I'm GTD." You know, I'm just like laughing to myself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I made that in a in a coffee shop, man. <laughs> yeah, so that that must be cool. Then seeing this brand that that you've designed uh, out there in the world, what's what's the biggest place you've seen it? You know, it's it's not really about the biggest place for me. It's about the moment, you know, because. Mm. I was going to meet their team for the first time in London. Um, for his, he, his first fight in London was in it was in 2017, and um, I was like, if I go meet their team, I can't just go empty-handed. I need to take something with me, you know. So I had got this hat made with the logo on it, and it was it was a hat made from scratch, man. It come from Vietnam, straight from the factory, you know. It's not like I just bought a cap and just got it printed. And um, I got the cap and it had the logo embroidered. And in my head, I had a vision. I visualized that hat in the perfect scenario. And that perfect scenario was Tank wearing that hat at, at the press conference where all of the media come out and snap, snap, snap. So I was like, that would be the perfect scenario. And um, so I had met the team 
And um, I had the cap with me and I said to his manager, can you give this to Tank? I want him to wear it tomorrow at the press conference. His manager looked at me like, like he just wears what he wants, mate. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? He ain't gonna, if he decides to wear it, he decides to wear it, but he got his outfits ready. Yeah. And um, the next day he wore it at the, at the press conference, you know, he wore it at the press conference and cameras were all over it and it looked sick, man. I remember when Floyd seen him come out, even Floyd turned his head like Floyd was, he noticed the branding straight away because it was so like present, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was so present, man. And um, the cameras were all over it. And that was the first time I seen like a group of people wearing my logo, like as an army, like a team, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like... But I think it does still stand out, right? Like, because as we were saying, it is still like beyond the super, like obviously there's the superstars, but like it is still quite nascent in like the, the tier. So it's so recognizable. It's like, oh, we need to take recogni- recognition of this person then. Yeah, that's it. It just stands out, man. All the photos, it's just there in your face, GTD. Like people be on um, YouTube and Instagram and that's the first time they've seen the logo and they'll be like, where can we get this t-shirt? Where can we get this hat? You know, like... That's, they don't exist yet. They, they don't exist. But there's you know a demand I mean? for them already. Yeah, yeah. but at the time, literally when the first like video dropped of him wearing the hats, like like videos of the press conference, yeah. I was reading the comments, like people are just writing, that's a dope hat, where can we get that? Like, it's like, what the hell, man? It's such a big thing, isn't it, at the time? Did you have people reaching out to you? Yeah, I have people that? reaching out to me all the time. Like, I had someone reach out to me, like, two weeks ago, man, about buying T-shirts and the logo and stuff. So, yeah. And then off the back of that, um, I was in Vegas for, for the Regal fight. And I had, like, my first, like, random interview backstage. I was just with my girlfriend. We are backstage. And I have this random guy just walk up to me and he's like oh you're Ibby I was like yo who, I'm in Vegas man like who, who's this guy and he's like oh you know I work for this you know boxing company can I do a video on you in my head I thought two things is this gonna benefit me yes or no and I was just like yeah just do it and he opened with I'm with the best graphic designer in the world right now <laughs> I was like whoa in my head man and he, he was like, tell us about yourself. Tell us about the Javante Tank Davis logo. How did you come up with that? And it was like my first like interview on the spot in Vegas backstage. I wasn't, I'm not even used to this, man. But I just freestyled it. And a random dude in LA ended up seeing that video. And he ended up contacting me saying he seen my work. He, see, he, see, he watched the interview. He seen my work. He loves it. He wants to work with me. And then that. I ended up getting one of my biggest clients of the year, like through that video, man. <laughs> that is crazy. So, so I got a lot of crazy stories, man. That's crazy. I love it though. When you when you're meeting obviously the LA guy, but also um, you know, when you're doing the interview, does it come up ever that you're from Wales and like that you're well? Do people ever you know pick it up in your accent? Because it's there a little bit. Yeah, like people do ask me where I'm from, and I say. I've kind of changed my approach recently, but I used to be like, oh, I'm from the UK. I'm from a place called Wales. Like, that's kind of like how I intro into it. And um, it's funny because a lot of Floyd's team, they they always forget where I'm from. They're like, oh, where'd you say you're from again? And I'm like, oh, Wales. And they're like, oh, yeah, Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. You were meant to do a show there, right? (laughs) Yeah, you were. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, they, they, they kind of do remember it. A lot of, the guys forget it as well it's like 
Yeah, but recently I realized the power of it, so I'm always using it. I'm like, I'm from Wales, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not from London, you know what I mean? Like, like everybody's from London. Yeah. I'm not from London, I'm from Wales. And straight away, it's, it's like a differentiator. So, yeah, it, it does work in my favor as well, man. Like, that's yeah. what I realized. When's it, um, is there any t- time when it's like really kind of opened up doors, like opened up doors to you in new ways? It's something we've talked about before. It's like, because it is such a like, not that many people know that many Welsh people. They'll say, oh, you're from Wales. And it'll be overheard or something. And then like, kind of like when you mentioned the New York Welsh thing at the beginning. Yeah, it's like that story of Jonathan Mannion. Um, so for people who don't know who Jonathan Mannion, he's like a hip hop photographer. He's legendary. He shot like so many album covers from like Jay-Z to DMX. So like he just shot DJ Khaled's latest album cover. That's shot by Jonathan Mannion. Oh, wow. And a lot of people don't know like, especially when it comes to creative work, it's like you only know if you're in the field. Otherwise, you would just see the album cover and be like a cool album cover. You know what I mean? But yeah, he's a legendary hip hop photographer. And I had reached out to him originally in 2012 when I was, this was my introduction to Jay-Z. And I was doing a lot of research into who who took the the photographs of the album covers. And I found the guy, Jonathan Mannion. I watched a few interviews on him and I just sent him an email saying that I like his work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that was my kind of like my introduction to Jonathan Mannion. He replied to me saying, I appreciate you, blah, blah, blah. And um, from 2012 in 2016, so 2016 marked like the 20 year anniversary of Jay-Z's first album, which is Reasonable Doubt. And Jonathan Mannion held like a, a one day exhibition in London where he was gonna he was gonna put up the original prints and the photograph from from the, the shoot. And I oh, sorry, going back a little bit back to the, the Wales part. So I had reached out to Jonathan Mannion and he asked me where I'm from and I told him, Oh, I'm from I'm from Wales and he's like, Oh, I got, my family is originally from Wales but we moved to New York and I grew up in New York. So that was kind of like the original connection point. He used to, he he mentioned to me that when he was younger, he used to visit Cardiff Castle. I'm like, what? You used to visit Cardiff Castle. You end up moving to to New York, Brooklyn. You end up shooting Jay Z's album covers. Like, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? Like, when when you were first contacting him, you didn't know anything about this Welsh connection. Nah, I didn't know nothing about. I just literally just reached out just to say I I I like your work. You know what I mean? And that was the response that I got. The way it just kind of. It's, it's mad right like that's why I believe in the universe and the energy because the chances of that happening even from his side a guy reaching out from Cardiff must have been like whoa so yeah so um, 2016 marks the 20 year anniversary of Jay-Z's first album Jonathan Mannion had held this one-off exhibition in London and literally it was announced like on a Monday evening saying tomorrow I've got an exhibition for one day only I said to my girlfriend we're going to London tomorrow <laughs> we just jumped on a National Express we we ended up in London um, obviously Jonathan was he was really happy to see me he was so happy to see me that he had gifted me this big silk screen is it silk screen one day yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Silk screen, silk right print. yeah so he had given he had gifted me a big silk screen print of Jay-Z and it's huge, man. It's huge. <laughs> You're like, how many, first thought, how many get this back on the National Express? Yeah, <laughs> nah, it was okay. Like they rolled it up and put it into a tube. But yeah, uh, the, mad, the mad thing was, yeah, when I met him, he was so happy to see me. He was like, I've got a gift for you. 
And in my head, I'm thinking, this guy giving me a gift? Yeah, like, what? this guy's like legendary, man. Like, he's giving me a gift. He went out the room. He come back with this huge print and everybody in the gallery was like, what's this, you know? And then boom, he put it on the table. He signed it to, to my brother, Ibi. You know, love, loyalty, blessings. Um, he dated it, 2016, London, signed it. And he's like, that's for you. I couldn't believe it that this guy is gifting me like original piece that he just done upstairs, like silk screened it. And like, it's like, that's that's so big, right? He's like, you travel down here to see me. You brought your girl with you. It's like, he he respected that. And everybody in the in the gallery was like, who the hell is this kid? Like, who yeah, is yeah, this yeah. guy? I'm just like, yo, I'm, I'm just a normal guy, man. I just jumped up on the coach and just arrived here. So that print, it like, obviously it means a lot to me, you know, because of the whole story and that. And then he had took a picture of, Jonathan took a picture of both of us together. And he just put it up on his Instagram saying how happy he was that people from Cardiff had come to visit him. And um, that's when I got the whole Rock Nation thing started because I had a, a message from a random person on Instagram saying that they've they've seen my work, they like it, and there's a project at Rock Nation that they think I'm suited for. Um, obviously, I was like, that's that's that's. But big, how, what was the gap between the photo going up and and you getting? Oh, I don't know the gap, man. I, I don't. Yeah. Well, like, was it the next day? Or nah, nah, it? nah, nah. You know what it was, yeah. Um, he posted the photo and then this guy in New York um, who had seen the photo he he didn't like message me straight away like he followed me and I think he was scoping me out seeing if like what I'm about and that mm-hmm. um, and then I think after a few months he kind of said like listen I've got a project that you're suited mm-hmm. for and um, yeah it, it's mad because originally when I got the message for him from him he don't have many followers. So I was like, is this guy real? Is this guy like legit? I kind of like didn't give him much time, you know? And then later on that year, I was in New York and I had met him. And then he explained the whole project to me. He put me in touch with his brother who's working at the company. Which which project was this? So this was the project that I'd done with Rock Nation. This was the Rock Nation project. What's up? This was the one, yeah. which one? This is this is the project that I can't talk about. Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> secret okay. project. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a new business venture. Is um, yeah, like it's funny because, yeah, it's a, it's like I want to talk about it, it, but yeah, it was a it was a it was a big project, man, because it was in partnership with Puma, so it was like it was pretty big. Um, that's cool. I'm detecting this theme that like you, you you seem to be like reaching out just people on Instagram or just not having any fear and like going up to people. Like that yeah. seems to be something that you just have you had you always been like that or yeah. did you I'm did you some days just one day just start doing it? No, nah, I'm fearless, man. Like I don't think with boundaries, you know what I mean? Even coming to New York like I just jump on the plane and just arrive, you know what I mean? But people, they're like, oh, I need the money. And then they're like, oh, who am I going to go with? Oh, it's a place that I've never been to. Like, they have all these barriers. I have no barriers. I I don't even think about the time. Like, I just think, okay, it's going to take me a few hours to get here. I just do it. Mm. But people be like, oh, it's going to take me a few hours, man. They already create a barrier, which is like, it shouldn't even exist. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So me, I've always been like, just out there and the more success I've been getting the more confident and the more fearless I've become I'm just mm-hmm. like go 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 
all money in, no money out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very interesting because uh, on on the face of it, you might someone might hear your story and go, "He's really lucky." Oh, no, but no. it's not luck, is it's it? It's not. It's not luck, man. It's definitely not luck. Even the way things happen in my life is. <laughs> It's not luck, man. Obviously, I position myself as well, and and I do put the energy in, and I do put the money in, I do put the time in, and the world res- responds. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's responding to me. And once you understand that the world responds to how much you put out there and how much you move towards your goals, then that's how you become successful. I'm not impressed that you, you were chatting before about you've obviously got your own studio that you've just now set up in in Cardiff. Um, like how. While all this stuff has been blowing up, like I think it would be easy for some people just to let it all go to their head. Like obviously you're confident, but I think you've also you're clearly very grounded and humble. Like where where does that come from? Yeah, so um, I've always had this part time job in Starbucks. Like that's the only job I've had. I've had the job since I was in college. Are you still there now? Um, yeah. So it's it's mad because I do two days a week in Starbucks, and the manager he's like, you know, he he respects me. Like he. He just adjusts the rotor and that for me all the time. So it's like, it kind of works in my favor. So I do two days, five hour shifts on both days. So I do 10 hours a week, which is nothing. And um, it doesn't interfere with any of the things that's, that's going on. And the mad thing is, people would say to me, people say to me all the time, man, like, why don't you quit Starbucks, man? Why don't you just quit? Like, you don't need to work there no more. And that's the thing, man. People think... It's not about the money, you know what I mean? It's not about the money because the money is one part and then you've got like your humanity, like who, who you are as a person. And I've always been a person that's that's been connected through people. And I realized when I'm in these successful circles, you, you see things pulling you away. You, you feel it, you know what I mean? Like you feel this, like you feel good about yourself in it. You're in these circles. But then I'm a, I'm a conscious guy. So I was like very conscious of these feelings. I was like, yo, this is not a good feeling, you know, because it kind of pulls you away from who you really are. So working in Starbucks is kind of like, it, it makes me see reality, you know, it makes me see everyday normal people who, who like, you know, work in a nine till five, hate their job, wherever they come in and get their coffee. And it's also like, it teaches me about how to treat other people because mm-hmm. I look at the way like, the customers they talk to me do you know what i mean and it's like they could look down on you because you work there do you know what i mean mm. but it's like it teaches me how to not be i'm like yo make sure you're not like this guy looking down on people because you never know who that person is mm-hmm. and it also teaches you like discipline because you have to discipline your ego you know what i mean because once you start getting all this success like you said it can get to your head and i feel like because my success has been so slow and like over time I haven't had that quick success all of a sudden like I've always had to hustle the legwork was always there I didn't just do one thing and then it just become big and then mm-hmm. all this fame just come in one go I was ready for it so um, I have to discipline my ego because you know if if someone talks to you in a certain way you could just easily just be like this you know what I mean but you have to discipline yourself so yeah, um, that's that's the whole thing with with Starbucks and keeping my humanity, and I'm also also staying in Wales because I think I think <laughs> a lot of people might be tempted at, at this point to be like, oh, I'm going to get a studio, maybe I'll go London. Yeah, yeah maybe I'll go New York. Just try and like it's your point, like just or oh, go to LA. Let's go to yeah. Hollywood. Just try and grab it all. Yeah, that's what, it. What, like, what made you What made you stay in Wales for that? Um, 
it's mad the way it happened because people kept saying to me like you should get a, you should get a studio and um again i was very like i don't want to stay in wales you know i i don't, I don't want to be here man i feel, feel like i've outgrown it and it's crazy because i had an old friend of mine who i went to college with and he had randomly messaged me one day we just reunited again and he messaged me saying i'm going to see a studio space in I don't want to say the name of the street, but yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I'm going to see a studio space tomorrow. You should come with me." I was like, "Okay, cool, let's go." Um, it turned out that the studio space he was looking for was taken, so the landlord was like, "Oh, but I've got this space." He took us upstairs, and it was a huge room, and it had a lot of natural light, big windows, kind of like your place right here. These windows remind me of it. Um, a lot of natural light coming in, and I was—I don't know when I was there. I just felt this sort of like uh, empowered, and like I'm meant to be here. I can feel like great work can stem from being mm. here. And I just said to my friend, "Lo, yo, we need to sign the contract, man. Let's get this spot." So you, you got it together. Yeah, we oh, got it together. Cool. Nice. So it's like the way everything happened as well. It's like we got it together, and it's like it just it just worked you know and i kind of just reacted like i didn't even have the money ready but i was like you know what i'm going to get the money don't worry yeah like that's the type of person that i am like i believed in it i felt it and that's it we just went for it um so what is what is the name of the studio oh we haven't got a name yet you work on yeah, it yeah i'm on the that next chapter you know i'm in the process of rebranding and putting myself out there as like a mature version of myself nice so one of the things that we always ask, I think every guest we've had, is um, any advice for people listening. I mean, you are a very philosophical guy. You're a thinker. And this entire episode is full of inspiration and advice for people. But if you could just distill it into uh, a couple of sentences for um, people who uh, are of a similar age or a bit younger mm. to you and are looking at you and thinking, I want to do that. What would you say to them? be fearless be brave be bold take risks man you know people too scared to lose money like like you gotta invest in yourself you know what i mean like i've always i'm the type of guy i roll the dice and i roll it again you know what i mean like you you gotta take them risks so yeah and obviously do the work you know um a lot of the times like, like i said one of the best pieces of advice that I've got is where we're from, we don't talk, we just bring the work. So having the work and taking them risks, you know what I mean? And consistency over time, eventually you'll get your break. You know what I mean? Like um, so many times my mom said to me, um, you should just get a normal job, you know, and, you know, look after your family and like, you know what I mean? Just get a normal job like so-and-so has got. And I never let that stop me. You know, I was always like, I knew I had a vision and I knew eventually something would happen. And now look like she, I'm on the newspaper and that and she's so proud, you know what I mean? Oh, so that's to everybody out there living a creative dream. Like you just got to keep going, man. Like I could have stopped anywhere down the line, but I never. So yeah, keep I, going. I, I like that. You see, you see, man, I read one of the articles um, about, uh, I think the, it was the loyalty theme, right? About I think it was you and your girlfriend, like people yeah. calling that out. It seems like you've got those, like, with st- your mom, your girlfriend, you've mentioned a few times, like, you've got those, like, you seem very loyal to those those people around you. Yeah, is- Lo- loyalty is the is the main thing because it it shows when you're when you're loyal, and in these circles, it's all about loyalty, and it it's all about loyalty. So when they see that you're loyal, 
they respect you, you know, they see you with your girlfriend all the time doing these things, they're like, oh, this guy's loyal. He's not just out here for, for clout or mm-hmm. looking for fame. <laughs> cool. Um, awesome. Um, well, I think we were just saying this, you know, we've had a fantastic time talking. I think, you know, this is, it's a great story. I'm sure it's literally just beginning and this, it's only going to get more and more just exciting start, for you. Man. I can't wait to um, see what's next. But uh, if, if people do want to kind of follow along, if they want to find you, they want to reach out to you, what's the best ways for people to Instagram? Yeah, Instagram. So I-B-B-Y-T-A-R-A-F-D-A-R. Well, it's going to be on the link anyway. Yeah, we'll put, so. it <laughs> we'll put a link. Yeah, so follow me on Instagram. Um, they can keep up to date with what I'm doing. And what about if people are, I don't know, even people want design help? Yeah, any, uh, anybody that just... needs any advice or any work, they they should just also just, just email me, just contact me through email, through Instagram. I'm I'm open. I don't really have, like, I get messages and requests through, through everything. <laughs> Through Facebook, through Instagram, through email. Your website's got an yeah. email and all of that. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll put a link to that too. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> uh, it's been yeah, it's amazing been a pleasure, talking man. to you. And yeah. it's been really nice meeting you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been good, man. I'm, I'm happy we got this done and the way we've done it and even being here, it's, it's nice, man. It's oh. nice. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening, and if you did, then please subscribe and leave us a review, as long as it's positive. The more people review the show, the more people will get to hear the show. Yeah, and if you'd like to get in touch with us, then please do. The email is podcast at newyorkwelsh.com, or you can contact us through any of the socials. Both our Instagram and Twitter are at newyorkwelsh. And if you'd like to stay up to date with the latest goings-on, you can do so by subscribing to the monthly newsletter on our website, newyorkwelsh.com. Oh, yeah.